Lighters, welcome to the Lighter Side Show podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Butler, and today we have in-house Colleen Ziegler. Give a little shout out. Hi. Hey, everyone. <laughs> and we have Helene Saucedo. Hello. <laughs> That's a very nice hello. <laughs> Guys, today we're talking about Handful of Stars, the stories and misconceptions of palmistry. Before we get there, some housekeeping notes. We have Luma Summit quickly approaching October 19th through the 21st here in Atlanta, Georgia at the Center for Love and Light. You can buy your tickets now online at jamiebutlermedium.com. We have 15 different lecturers and we have breakout private sessions. This is going to be a full Friday through Sunday. If you're looking for a quick quantum leap in your enlightenment i think this is going to be it so it's definitely like check it boot out camp. it you love i love that word too it is spiritual boot camp so bring it on that's what it felt like last year it was amazing but it was spiritual boot camp i think we needed like two days to recover afterwards good stuff though and then we needed like four days to talk about everything we learned i was like did you watch that one when when Dershna said this and so forth which is why we brought Helene into the studio is because she's joining us this year at Luma Summit and you're going to be talking about palmistry. Yes, I am. I am so excited that you invited me to join. Well, I want to ask, first of all, handfulofstarsreadings.com is your website. Where did you get that? What does that mean? Handful of stars? Yes. So a star on the hand is um, a signifier of brilliance. And so... Um, I just wanted my name to be, you know, super bright and empowering and optimistic. So I call it handful of stars because sometimes I see people that come in and they have a handful of stars. And to me, that's someone who's like a really literal, 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 like there's stars all over their hands. Like they kind of look like little asterisks. Um, oh, and I see. So when the wrinkles all kind of gather together, mm-hmm. it does a little burst. Yes. Yes. It's like little five pointed <laughs> asterisk burst. That's like brilliance and brightness. So, um, that's why I call it handful of stars. Okay. Oh, I ask a personal question now. How many stars do you have in your hands? I don't think I have any stars. Come on. I have one. I have two. I have two stars. But this, you know, it's very much not about me, what I do. I'm all about the other person. (laughs) So I I don't like looking at my hand, actually, because I, my eye goes to like all the bad stuff. And I'm like, oh, you need to work on that. You need to work on that. So I just try not to look. (laughs) That is extremely human, how we look at the, you know, the risk and the negative, and what we can avoid to be better at what we're doing. So I totally understand about looking at it. Mm-hmm. Our, but you do readings I do. with palmistry. I do. Do you look specifically at the negative stuff for the other people as well? <laughs> oh, or? no. So that's the funny thing. I only see the negative stuff on my hand. But when I'm looking at somebody else's, I'm always trying to make it constructive and positive and empowering. And even if negative things come up, like I'm just all about making that understood and accepted and putting different viewpoints on it i know so (laughs) you have taught me a few things already in the podcast but you're going to have a palmistry 101 class i hear in salem massachusetts yes so that was a big goal for me actually i thought um okay i'm making a good you know following in atlanta and i love all my atlanta peeps but where do i want to take it where else do i want to go and i i have never been to salem um and so i thought that would be a great place. New Orleans too, of course, but I go there all the time. So it is yes. an energetically live place in Salem. Mm-hmm. You're going to be at the 
house witch store. Yes, I am. So I'm going to have a workshop, an intro to palmistry workshop, September 13th. And then I'm going to do readings in their shop from September 15th and 16th. Nice. Yes, so excited. Would you just put your finger down and go like, oh, we have to hit Salem? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Can you hit all the hot spots of like I, spirit? And I would love to. So I'd love to go to New Orleans. That's the next place I want to hit. Um, and I don't know. We'll hey, see. Lumineers, if you're out there and you live in these places, mm-hmm. Hit her up. Let her know. Bring me in. Yes. How (laughs) she can come into your town. And you can find Helene at handfulofstarsreadings.com. And also on Instagram, handfulofstars underscore readings. That's the big gathering place that you have. I love the things that you post. Thank you. They're so like cool and like Celtic (laughs) and witchy and pink and like mid-century modern. And like... I'm like the friendly fun rainbow palm reader instead it's of true. like the dark gypsy yeah. one who tells you oh, you're gonna be alone and die and whatever <laughs> it is definitely awesome and I wanted to hear because palmistry is kind of new I read about it and I kind of looked at it I feel like in my old life like 20 years ago when I was just trying to figure out what energy was and for me, my ability is seeing spirit and hearing spirit. And then everybody goes, well, you know, you're probably looking at postures and eyes and and um, people's jewelry and their favorite color or what they're wearing. I'm like, no, I'm kind of too busy looking at energy and spirit and hearing voices. But I found there was a lot of validity in these other modalities, whether it was literally reading the person's ear shape I know the distance of the (laughs) eyes stuff like that but I don't really retain that information unfortunately and I got into palmistry and there was a lot of cool stuff and I wanted to know what kind of stories do you have (laughs) and what are some misconceptions of palmistry because I thought it was just bs right and then I studied it and it wasn't bs and it was really respectful and I just didn't have the brain space to learn all of it so I backed away It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. I started um, learning from books, and then I put the books aside and just learned from connecting with people, having conversations, and hearing their stories. So I have heard all the stories. Whenever somebody is afraid to tell me something because they think it's too weird, I'm like, no, I've absolutely heard it all. Um, And it's always from the people you least expect it. You know, somebody walks in a room, and you might have, like, a preconception, um, you know, oh, they, they look like just a kind of normal young professional that's just, you know, wants to do this for fun. Um, and every time I think that, they blow my mind. So one girl came in at Modern Mystics. I do readings there. Love that shop. Yeah, Great you could store. spend so much money there. <laughs> um, yeah, Kelly Knight is so uh, gracious to have me read there most Saturdays. Um, but this girl walked in, um, you know, beautiful blonde girl. We're talking, and I, I look where there are spirit guide marks on your hand. And she had three stars, back to the handful of stars. And I'd never seen that before. And I'd never interpreted that before. So I just let her know what was there and what that would mean to me. And she said, yeah, oh, I know. I have three very strong spirits. And um, apparently, whenever she goes to big public places like festivals, mediums will approach her and say, I just have to tell you something. The spirit is, you know, knocking on my door and saying, will you just let her know this? And she said, it happens multiple times. Wow. She's not going to mediums. They're coming to her. <laughs> so, yeah, things like that just blow me away. All right. Can I ask you right now for our listeners sure. who are tuned in, where's that place on the hand? So that is 
um, under your ring finger on the outside of that knuckle. Your ring finger? I mean, um, pointer finger. So sorry. Pointer that's, that's, finger. That's Jupiter right there, your pointer finger. And underneath it, there should be, like under the knuckle kind of, just little marks on the outside of the hand. So right before the curve to the thumb exactly. is what you're looking at. The, uh-huh. the base knuckle of your pointer finger. Let me see you, Colleen. <laughs> like, ah, oh, see, you have one, two, three, four very strong lines. You see those right there? So lines are usually, it can be whatever, you know, your belief is. It can be people that have passed. It can be spirit guides. Um, I've seen mediums that have something that looks like a funnel. It'll just be like one line with this opening to it. And that is, I've learned, like literally the opening to connect with the spirits. So I I read two mediums in one day. I don't know if, I think you might have been one of them. And I put that together then. I put that together on that day. I was like, oh. The funnel? Yeah. Well, I mean, what are the chances of reading two mediums in one day and they both have this mark? And, you know, those are the kinds of things that I learn on my own that I don't find in books. What can you tell from palmistry? Um, a lot of past stuff, like your journey up to where you are now. Not so much fortune telling. I don't like to go future too much unless there's something on the hand that is just like screaming like, oh, this is happening in your future. And I've got something <laughs> you told me. Oh, yeah? That's future? Yeah. Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah, and you paused. Oh, You were yeah. like, um, <laughs> do you see that little... I-, I can't even see it. She brought out a magnifying oh, yeah. glass, guys, and she brought out a flashlight. She was like, bam, chug that out. And I was like, um, I didn't bring my glasses. <laughs> And you're like, well, that kind of shows like heart problems, like around 65. Yeah. And I laughed at her. I was like, oh, it's actually 68. She was like, what? And I go, I've been told this since I was a little girl from my guides that at 68, I have an opportunity to check out. I'm not taking it. Right. And I kept telling her, because you know you're going to live. Like, Jamie's family, they all live until they're, like, 100. Wow. 100, 100. <laughs> Can't get rid of No, don't hold a grudge against me. I'm going to outlive you. <laughs> well, and that's also the thing. Like, if I tell somebody I don't do health stuff a lot of times because I don't want to plant a seed that's going to manifest. Yes. Because when I meet people, and I, I always ask people when I see them, um, have you had a palm reading before? And when they say yes, there's always usually like a spooky story that someone has told them that is like stuck with them and it's usually something negative and I honestly think that's terrible because it brings people down and we don't need any more reasons to be brought down (laughs) so I my goal is to have people leave feeling really good and um I I think I am pretty effective (laughs) okay so my question is I'm really curious how our palms change over our the course of our lives. So are we born with the same palm that we have, you know, at birth that we're going to have when we're 45? Or is it going to be completely ebbing and flowing and shifting and changing and and all of that? The last one, yes. (laughs) So, well, for any of you that have kids, I would say look at your kids' palms because it's very interesting. I have a toddler, so it's really brilliant that I'm I'm watching her hand as she grows. And it's very simple, like one, two, three lines. Mm -hmm. There's nothing on her hands yet because she hasn't lived she hasn't developed in fact I think it's really interesting and this is just me nerding out her mercury finger which is her pinky which is communication that is the last finger on a baby's hand that really develops it's like muscle um, muscle uh, strength so right now her finger her pinky finger is very curved and it's 
because she can't really communicate effectively yet. So, um, but the belief is that your dominant hand, which for most, most wait, people, wait, wait. before what? you get to the dominant hand, yeah. so you're saying if the finger is slightly curved, mm-hmm. then it's undeveloped, but when it straightens out, yes. So, and that's kind of an overarching strength. theme. Well, I know you use this word too, antennas, right? Mm-hmm. So I look at the hand and the fingers and antennas and the fingers all represent different archetypes. And if you hold your hand up, relax, like if you shake it, you hold it up without overextending it. We're just, totally shaking our hands I know. in studio, this is the, This is the most fun thing. <laughs> you hold it up. See, like your pinky's yeah. a little. So, it's a little curved. Uh-huh. So what's bent is usually curved. not, it can be not activated. It's just not something you're using right now. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, like, oh, you really need to work on your communication. But pinkies are interesting because, like I'm saying, with a kid who's, you know, not communicating, so it's just developing, there's also um, things that run down through families in terms of communication. So if your mom has a bent pinky and you have a bent pinky, it's usually secrets that's running down. <gasps> so it's like family bum, communication. Bum, bum. <laughs> Before you marry anyone, oh, gosh. visit... <laughs> The mother, the grandmother, the great-grandmother, and check the pinky finger. Take them all out for palm reading. <laughs> That's funny you say that. I was. I like Sometimes I tell people, like, if they're looking for something in a man, I'm like, look at their hand and look for this. <laughs> yeah. What about thumbs? So this is... This is like secrets and communication. What are your mm-hmm. thumbs? So thumb, that's different than fingers. Fingers, like the thumb is opposing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the thumb is logic and will. It's chakras, like the crown, third eye, uh, throat chakra. Um, there's, you can honestly read a thumb for like hours. There's so much because everything on your hand means something. Your fingernails, your cuticles, the shape of your fingers, the, like, the hair on your hands. The texture of your skin can change everything. Like, so This is all almost getting romantic for me. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, I, I'm going to go home and I'd be like, baby, give me your hand. And I'm just going to stare intimately at the hand. And What's I'm gonna going on? The well, the... there's a lot going on there. There is a lot I mean, going on. There's, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Are you were talking about dominant hand. Yes. So your dominant hand is usually the hand you write with or the hand that you do most things with. So for... Most people, it's the right hand is the dominant hand. So that would symbolize where you are in the present, going back to you saying, like, what is, you know, what's going on with both hands. Mm -hmm. And your recessive hand, the opposite hand, most people's left hand, would show, um, you know, I found that it's kind of shows the path as it's happening. So I see a lot of healing between the two. Um, It can also show the potential that maybe you haven't reached yet in your dominant hand. Cool. So there's a lot of stories that can be put together between the two, which is where it gets really interesting. What about um, strange people like myself? So I do sports and all my activity goofy-footed and with my left hand. And when I was little, I would write with my left and right hand. Mm-hmm. But now as an older person, I just use my right hand. I'm the same exact way, except yeah. I write with my left. I get a lot you of this. I do everything right-handed. Oh my gosh. But I write left-handed, but I can write with both. Yeah, that's interesting. And you're right with both. I get a lot of people like that that come in and they have this, you know, I do this with this and this and this. And I honestly think that a lot of lefties were trained to be righties when they Mm -hmm. were young, Mm -hmm. um, in our generation especially. Um, And so I look at the hands first and I might ask a question that I see in there and see what the answer is. And that will determine which way I go. That is so intriguing. Mm -hmm. Okay, what is the craziest thing 
that you've had that you've seen in somebody's hand that maybe you hesitated like oh god I can't I can't say that to that person like a skull like (laughs) (laughs) but you did because you were like that's so clear Oh gosh! See if it was. Am anything, I stepping a line right there? If it was anything crazy scary, I I don't think I would say anything honestly, because you know sometimes I do readings in a, my camper, and that's a private space, and so I want to make sure nobody gets upset with me. <laughs> and yeah, so but the craziest thing I've seen, like I. It, Sometimes it's not specific. I have to develop a conversation with the person and say, oh, this is showing this kind of general thing. What does this mean to you? And there's this one girl who I read when I was doing readings at Seed to Star Collective um, Indicator, and she was just this really joyful, little, fun girl, college kid. Uh, I think she was going to school, you know, learning to be a chiropractor or something. And, and I was looking at all this stuff in her childhood, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what is happening here? Like, some big things happened to you. And she was like, oh, yeah, well, when I was like four, I saw a car accident and someone got decapitated. And then when I was eight, I saw somebody else get decapitated. And then... Decapitated? Yes. There was like literally okay, three... Okay, so all in this lifetime. All in this lifetime. She'd seen like three decapitations. I know it's dark, but, you know, it's coming from this girl oh who's full of so much joy. And I'm just like, how did you even deal with that, I guess? <laughs> you... You just do, but um, another girl who I spoke <laughs> I spoke with had been kidnapped three different times all over the country. It wasn't like one place; it was three separate times. Um, and I thought that tell was... me that's not written into some agreement. <laughs> I know, do you know what? like that's why the odds of these yes. in threes yeah. to the same person, mm-hmm. and you can see the experience or the trauma uh-huh. in the hand. Yes. Yeah. That's a lot of contract writing to do before you get here to say, I want this to happen to me that many times it must before be. I'm 20. You know, it's, it's one thing to have one traumatic thing happen, you know, and other little ones, but three major yeah. events at such a young age, that's really... It must be something they're carrying yeah. over that they needed yes. to deal with in some way. So can you see things like divorce? Yes. So I am divorced, and I have a divorce line on my hand, but I'm very careful with relationships because that's the one thing people want to know. <laughs> really? Yes, very much Because we have mar- marriage lines, right? Yeah. So we can I, actually see how many marriages. Well, I call them affection lines because okay. I feel like marriage is kind of becoming, sure, sure. you know, such a, a broad thing. So I look at the lines under your pinky on the outside of your hand. Um, you should see a couple. I look at those as your deepest relationships the ones that you know affected you so am i do i have four <laughs> you have what you one two three but there it's on a timeline okay um and it looks so like, that one's not one which one this this one might be where you are okay. so you're married correct i am okay and have you been married before i have do you see this one above uh-huh. do you see it has the, has that line underneath yeah so my divorce line, it's one line with a line coming off of it. You see, it's like a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you see? You need good glasses. It's crazy. So everybody in my family has awful vision, but for some reason, I'm like... That I'm, line is serious. Yeah. Oh, I know. It is serious. <laughs> it was a pretty... It was obviously a divorce, Jamie's like... Really sorry. I'm giving my left hand. <laughs> my is, good? That, is that fine? 
Do I need to do this? You one? need to give your right, don't you? Well, so you have a lot of lines, Jamie. And that can I love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. One, two, three. You have three very deep lines up to now, and then there's like a little faded one below. So, you know, I, sometimes I tell people, interpret it as you will, but the, the lines on the top are past, usually from, um, you know, teenage years and college. Um, mm -hmm. And then I have a thing that people enjoy be saying when you have one at the bottom of that little section, I call it nursing home booty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of use that to get me out of the birdhouse so, or whatever doghouse so that <laughs> so that people aren't going home to their husband and being like you you are actually writing a book I am yes. I'm not sure nursing home is gonna make lie, it right? in oh, <laughs> I see that as your title <laughs> nursing home booty. I'll talk to my editor about it <laughs> like you're writing a proper like I'm writing do-it-yourself palmistry like a big kit like really mm -hmm. cool stuff you come on i'll try helene i'll do it i'll try the faded bottom line nursing home booty <laughs> nursing home booty yeah aka <laughs> that would be hysterical i'll, I'll do my That's best the language am i correct am i correct in thinking that nursing home booty means we're gonna have a relationship when we're older yes it's okay. like when your you know companion is passed on yeah. and you need and you're someone like 85 to, right which you will wanna... be jamie that'll, that'll be me <laughs> <laughs> going I love after you, baby. You going might have to have a couple. Five-year-old man. <laughs> I'm not giving up. <laughs> she's gonna have a couple, I think. Because <laughs> they're a couple suitors. She's gonna outlive them all. <laughs> That'll be her memoir, <laughs> nursing home booty. <laughs> oh my God, I love this. <laughs> okay, can you tell if somebody's gonna go bankrupt or lose all their money? Um, I can see problems in quote-unquote stability. So um, it can be that, or it can also be like a more deeper like personal thing. Um, but it, it just depends on the path somebody's on, like what they're interested in. If their line of stability is more about, you know, fulfilling themselves emotionally, um, then I would see, you know, some things. And if it was more about money, then that would definitely be something that would show up because that's what's important to them. So it's whatever's providing them stability. Right. So it's different. Everything is different. It's all interpreted for um, every different person. So like I have to really kind of build the conversation with a person mm -hmm. when I'm when I'm interpreting for them. Because it sounds like when you interpret, you're not just looking at the map, but you're also intuiting yes. what needs to be highlighted. So you're really going with your gut and the pings that happen with you because if the thought's coming in, you're like, oh, then that's what we need to discuss. This right. is how it's happening. Right. And so usually when I first see a hand, my eye always goes to one thing. But when I'm doing the readings with the, um, the worksheet that I have, I have a whole system that I go through to just kind of teach them what I'm seeing, where I'm seeing it, because I want people to understand that it's a tangible thing. It's not about me being necessarily psychic mm -hmm. intuition sure but it's it's a magic of your body recording these things on like your, your own blueprint right exactly um so yeah i was going <laughs> to ask a question related to that like how much is it that you're actually incorporating your intuition into a reading because it's almost like you look at someone's hand and you can kind of see it like as a crystal ball mm -hmm. but it's a crystal ball that's actually showing you things right exactly like, giving you facts, but then you got to be using some of your own intuition as well. Yeah, and that's a learning process for me. So, you know, I haven't even been doing this a year, honestly, and I do feel like, I mean, it was dropped into my lap as this 
very important journey mm -hmm. that I'm going on and I have so much to learn. Um, and a lot of the intuition is happening when I'm figuring out and putting together what things mean. Like when I talked about that little funnel that mediums have, like what are, mm. the, what are the chances I would read two mediums in one day and then put this together? You know, I feel like that's the intuitive thing that's happening. Um, I've learned to see a lot of marks on folks who have gender identity or sexual, you know, um, identity issues when they're younger. It'll show on their hands. I've seen that multiple times. I've learned to see where women are having issues conceiving, like the lifeline will fade out, and I've put that together over a couple of people. So I feel like that's more my intuitive journey than the actual, you know, getting hits off the hand. If that makes sense? Mm -hmm. It makes great sense, but I, I wanted to back up. You said you've been doing this for one year. Mm -hmm. Wow. I know. This, you and your presentation and your knowledge and your experience I cannot put that piece together that it's only been one year. Because Lumineers, when you're in front of her and you're listening and you witness her do the readings, it is not just a short journey you're viewing. Like, this is a lifetime of work. That is crazy. Yeah, I just got chills. <laughs> yeah, I cannot tell you how, how grateful I am for finding this. It took me a long time, but it's one of those stories where you look back at your life and everything lined you up for this. Um, so my background is art direction and graphic design. I went to school for it. I worked in New York with it. Um, but I got, you know, I had a, a child and I was a stay-at-home mom. But then I started going crazy with the isolation. I was like, I need to meet people and, you know, be creative. And it kind of fell in my lap um, in happenstance. But the visual communication pieces of graphic design helped me put these things together oh, wow. immediately on the hand. And I'm telling you, my eyesight is perfect. Nobody in my family has perfect eyesight. I look at things all the time and I see like a dot and people are like, how did you even see that? That's when I rip out the like yeah, the magnifier. magnifier. And the flashlight. And <laughs> well, there's Check all kinds out. of crazy lines there, there that you are. can't see unless yeah. you really, And really not all can. of those are going to like signify something. Some, sure. The more lines you have, the more kind of energy sensitive you are. So... If somebody comes to me, it's just like a spider web of lines. That kind of means one thing overall. It's not that I can like pick, pick apart out. every single line. But wait, is palmistry all about the lines in the hand? Is that it? No. So um, on a larger scale, it's hand analysis. So it's looking at all parts of the hand um, to kind of put the themes together to create the whole story. So it's almost like painting a picture. And that's why I do it with the worksheet and um, kind of do it in the way that I do it developed this formula and that's what the book's going to be so other people can do it it's almost like step by step how to learn to read palms but not using all of the like overwhelming you know facial or uh, hair on the hand and fingernails and all that it's the pieces that i feel are really important um to put it together wow <laughs> i just want to make it easy and accessible for people and i think right now all the books on the market are overwhelming and They're like textbooks. Yeah, very yeah. much like textbooks. So people ask me, you know, what book do I read? How do I learn this? And I honestly don't have something to recommend that I feel is approachable. Well, I like that you're making it a kit because then that gives you the experience and then you're doing something while you're learning it rather than just reading the book and trying to process right. the information. It's That's, interactive. Yeah, yes. kind of like tarot cards and, and things like that. It's very much self-reflection and you're getting your physical body involved and people always say that they want to frame the prints. You know, it's special to them. So, Oh, I'm totally keeping yeah. my... <laughs> 
I thought about making it the cover for today, but then I was like, oh my God, that's extremely personal. I don't think I'm going to take a picture of that and show anyone. Sometimes I ask if it's okay if I write something down. (laughs) Because you see a lot in there and I'm like, oh my, I'm keeping that to myself. Just like I wanted to show everybody my astrological chart because... I don't know much about that, but there's so much information in there. I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, nope, I'll hold that together. <laughs> yes, yes. So Luma Summit's coming up in October. Do you know what you're going to share with us during your time slot? Um, you know, I think I'll just kind of do kind of a workshop because I think it's really great when people get to look at their hands instead of me standing up there and lecturing about, um, you know, what it is. I'll walk them through uh, maybe three or four of the lines and some of the archetypes and answer cool. questions, make it a little interactive, because um, I think that's what people enjoy doing. I did do a presentation at Bonnaroo um, that was really fun, because it's, you know, 21-year-olds, <laughs> and they loved it. And they were all, you know, looking at their hand, and they formed a line to, like, ask me questions without me even, you know, saying so. I just looked over, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening. Right, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh my god, that is awesome. <laughs> And Lumineers, if you're coming to Luma Summit, I highly recommend you get on Helene's calendar and get a private session during the weekend. It is amazing. And you do leave with the sheet of paper that has Mm -hmm. your ink print Mm -hmm. of your hand on it so you can see all the lines she's been talking to you about and the shape of your hand and the the mound of Venus. Mm -hmm. I remember that one. Yes. (laughs) Right, it's right here beneath uh-huh. the thumb and the wrist the mount is of the Venus. Mount mm-hmm. of Venus. Your Beauty and love. Your and love mound. Mm-hmm. I also, I call <laughs> it... Jamie Buff. Just yeah, like, she's like, I'm buffing it. it. <laughs> I call it the pleasure yes. dome, too. Of the pleasure dome. So you got dome. the nursing home booty and the pleasure dome. <laughs> <laughs> What's it say about me? We should probably wrap this up. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, what else would you like to share with our listeners about the joy of palmistry or another story or misconception of... You know, I just don't want people to be scared of it. Sometimes people walk in and, and they're nervous. And I used to think it was because of what they thought about palm readers. Um, you know, they think they're going to get some cryptic message. Um, but I think they're scared about what I'll see. But they're scared of themselves. Yes, yeah. they're scared of them, so they don't want to be called out. And um, I don't think that's, that's not what I'm about at all. I'm about taking your life and putting a really positive spin. And if there's been a lot of crap in your life... I'm going to tell you about how I'm going to find where like the resilience is and tell you about that and, and make it very validating. So that's my message. I love the way that you see palmistry. And I love the way that you deliver a message and you put the positive spin on it because I'm right behind you and agreeing that when we present the information that we're learning through a higher vibrational lens, we align ourselves to experience that. You know, it's not like this warning Mm. message and be careful be wary (laughs) danger beyond the bend around Mm. 53 or whatever it is you know it's like hey this is a great opportunity here you can see it this way that way I like to look at it this way which is a higher vibrational way and I did I left the session with you and the cutest little camper living ears. <laughs> I'm going to try to get it to the summit, so hopefully... Please, I, I'm ready to rally around people <laughs> Jamie's to like gonna go bring get it tires, axles, <laughs> like I'm going to hitch it up, we're going to get it going. Okay. It is the Deal. cutest little setting. Yeah, we have the hitch on Jeff. My husband love. has a big I have, truck. I have a hitch. Oh, great. I just great. have never moved it myself because I can't oh. back that stuff up. <laughs> oh, we are totally going to do this okay. for you. 
Again, thank you enough for being here. Again, Lumineers, you can find Helene at Handful of Stars Readings. Dot com. We'll put all the information down below. But please do follow her on Instagram, handful of stars underscore readings. And if you're up in the Northeast, check her out in Salem, Massachusetts. She's teaching a Palmistry 101 September 13th. And then she'll be doing private sessions that weekend after at the house. Hosswitch. <laughs> at the hosswitchstore.com. <laughs> H-A-U-S witch. Thank you. That was a good spelling. <laughs> and I'll post stuff on my Instagram about it, too. Yeah. So I'll always have links from my page going to wherever I am or whatever I'm doing. That is perfect. Again, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Helene. That was right. fun. Lumineers, remember, it's not woo-woo. It's true-true. It's true-true. <laughs> Bye.